You're listening to Grassroots, the only podcast with a squeaky chair. My guest today is a great friend of mine. I haven't seen him in a good few years now. We've been off doing separate things and God knows what, but I thought it was about time I caught up with him. My guest today is Owen Williams. Owen, how's it going, mate? Good, mate. Good to Are see you. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. So you're in every every single time I pick up the paper, you're in it. <laughs> no, no, don't deny that. Every single time you're either playing a festival somewhere. Or there's a little review on you because I read that uh-huh. in, the, in the echo. So how's it going? You got a good fan base, people following you about? Yeah, it's going well, mate. It's going well. Um, I released um, some new material, uh, sort of, you know, springtime this year. I've been doing a lot of festivals. Yeah. I've got in with a really good bunch of people. There's a lot of talent, as you know, around totally. the, around this area anyway. Um, so I've been fortunate enough to sort of support some really good bands who are making waves. Um, that's you know, and that's brought more sort of fans to my my mm. pages and things like that. And um, yeah, I think that's the thing. You sort of you get a bit of a shared success thing going on. You know, you start playing with some good artists and some mm. some other good acts. And, Circles um, you moving. That's... Yeah, and then you know, if you bribe the newspapers, that helps as well. <laughs> it always helps. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, I bribed so many. <laughs> All my royalties went on self promotion. <laughs> didn't make anything. So you got a new album out, but it's a, if I remember rightly, it's, a, it's an album of demos or, or stuff you wrote years ago. Is that right? Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. So I had um, I'd started doing this album, um, way you know, a few years ago, and um, I collaborated with some really good people on it. I got Matthew Bolter from the Lucky Strikes on there, and um, some some really good people on there, and sort of got it recorded. Um, the first sort of you know batch of recording. Um, and for one reason or another, it just never got, never got done. Um, so, I, you know, it, it sort of fell by the wayside. And since then, I was writing new material and things like that. And um, and I was talking to some friends of mine um, a few months back, and they sort of said, "Yeah, whatever happened to those those songs?" And uh, I said, oh, "I just didn't get done." And I said, oh, "It's a real shame. You should try and sort of at least polish them to a certain point and put them out." And um, and that that idea really appealed to me because I wanted to sort of get them, draw a line under them, because I was finding it quite hard to sort of move on from that batch of songs, if you know what I mean. Were they written with a particular theme in mind, and it was a chapter of your life? Or? Yeah, I think it's it's you know like I, a lot of my stuff is at least semi autobiographical. You're, you're, yeah. you're your own biggest influence. Aren't yeah, you? well, yeah, that sounds horrible when you put it like. But that. you know what I mean. Yeah, but it's. Um, so I, I just yeah I wanted to sort of draw a line under it so and you know I thought these are never going to be polished to the point of you know your normal standard release but I thought it'd be quite nice to you know the song sounded good um, you know a little bit rough around the edges but good enough to put out and um, it was really nice to get them, get the collection together so I uh, hooked up with a friend of mine Reese Broomfield who runs the Broom Cupboard uh, Studios we mixed them, we polished them up a bit, and we put them out. Um, and I was really pleased with the end result. I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of um, like Demolition Album, Ryan Adams, and things like that. Mm. It's quite nice sometimes to things don't have to be less is more. Yeah, sometimes they don't have to be polished to the nth degree. Mm. Um, and uh, and yeah, so now I've got this this album done, um, and I'm sort of moving ahead with recording some new material in the new year. So. Yeah, it's worked quite you're well. You're constant, though, aren't you? I mean, you, you've always... We toured years ago. Um, you know, we were just saying before we went on air, if you like, 
2004, the Calicanesis UK tour, and you, <laughs> you came with us on that. That's right. But yeah. I remember the road trips, you were constantly writing words, lyrics, looking for inspiration. What's your biggest inspiration? What's, what's the thing you write about most? Is it life? Is it love? Is it... I, I love writing. So, you know, ever since I was a kid, I used to write. So when I was a really little nipper, I used to write stories all the time. Then when I was at school, before I learned how to play guitar, I'd sort of write these sort of poems, you know, yeah. and, and I always read a lot. Um, I just take inspiration from everywhere, really. I mean, yeah, you've got your big central themes, you know, life, love, loss, all that sort of stuff. But, I, yeah, I've been writing a lot of stuff recently, more of a sort of blues tinge to it. So you know, I'm influenced a lot by who I listen to. Mm. You know, my influences like, range massively. So I've always been like a Neil Young, Dylan... Graham Parsons fan yeah but I love things like Nick Cave you know Glenn Hansard I've been into recently as well mm. and I like gospel music as well so the stuff I'm writing at the moment is it's got a bit of a more of a bluesy soul side to it um, but yeah I just like to write constantly um, I just like to keep keep writing and uh, keep that sort of creative Juice going. Clog up if you don't. It's like something you need to get out of yourself because yeah. it's constantly. And yet, sometimes you go to bed and you get an idea and you need to get it out of yourself, otherwise, you're not going to sleep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get, I do get, I've always got like a pad of paper or iPad floating around so I yeah, can write always. stuff. But yeah, I, I mean, that point I was making about this, this last album, it was taking up space in my brain. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, and I wanted it done and out of the way so I could move on. Mm. And I do find that I need to sort of I have ideas, I have thoughts because a lot of these songs relate to feelings and they are of the time. Mm. So you want to pour that emotion into it, yeah. Because you know, it must be. You know, I always think it must be strange for some some of these, uh, you know, these these famous artists. They're singing about songs they wrote years and years and years ago mm. when they felt a certain way, and now yeah. they obviously feel completely different. Well, I've, as I've been doing these interviews, I've, I've interviewed some pretty interesting people. And uh, I don't know how they felt about it, but I've been, I've had fun. <laughs> <clears throat> and um, there's just two, two points that, as you were talking there, that, that came to me. One of them was Nick Cave, when you, you mentioned Nick Cave. And, and one of them mentioned to me, Freddie, who I interviewed about the second interview I did. He said, Nick Cave does this thing where he gets up in the morning, has his breakfast, puts his suit on, puts his shoes on as if he's going to work, mm -hmm. and then specifically goes to write a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable, wasn't it? You wouldn't think of it like that, would it? you? Because we kind of wait and doodle around until something comes to us or we get an inspiration and we write something down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to physically go to work and do it. It's yeah. a different approach, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, that's that's very sort of treating it as a job, isn't it? And yeah, it's not, like you go to your work. Yeah, it's not waiting not, for lightning to strike. You're yeah. Like going in search of it. I think the thing with Nick Cave is, I mean, he's pretty... He's quite a sort of individual character anyway. Yeah, he's quite unique, isn't But he? he's like a prolific reader and, he write, and he's a writer... He, I, I remember seeing an interview about him, and he's like, "I'm right for writing's sake." Mm. So he has to keep it going. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's it's an interesting way of doing it. My sort of writing is always, I get influenced by concepts a lot. Right. So it's like you know, a, a, whether it be a phrase or a con, the concept of a way of thinking yeah. or something like that. If the idea is strong, the song will write itself. That's all. Yeah, I think so. Um, so you've got those sort of central themes, as I said before, like life, mm. love, and loss and stuff. But the things you come into contact with on a daily basis, the people, the things you see, mm. um, the things you go through. Um, you know, I had a bit of an accident this year, left me sort of 
housebound for a couple Plenty of months. Time. Yeah, and um, and uh, and I found that that was really good for my writing. I started writing loads of material because I had nothing else to do and you're feeling sorry for yourself as well which is a good time to be writing songs. <laughs> yeah maybe yeah i mean some of them came out <laughs> quite positive actually but i mean i think sometimes when you remove some of those other distractions yeah. and you go well i'm gonna write now sometimes that works you find the best out yeah, of yourself. it's not always about waiting for the well, lightning to strike i'm one of the few people who can say that i was there from the start I was there from the early Mr. Reader demos, and, <laughs> and uh, can you remember some of those? Yeah, some of those early ones—the one about the taxi cab. Yeah, uh, that's good memory. That, yeah, yeah, do you remember that one? That's the taxi cab one, yeah. and Mr. Reader, and because I remember I met you. you know, I was I was trying to work it out on the way up here, and it must be 15 years ago, somewhere around the middle of 2000. God, be and yeah. you came to. I think you were about 18, so we did about that time, 18, 19. Um, you had your mates or your brother's Epiphone electric <laughs> plugged it in and did a couple of bits and I don't remember how we got there I just remember that week on week you'd come to see me and then you'd, you'd work something out and you'd do something else and all of a sudden you're saying I've got this song I've been working on and I'm thinking right it's like you're meant to do it aren't you it just finds you music finds you you don't go looking for it yeah, you go yeah. looking for it don't find it if you, if you wait or if it's meant to be something you do it'll find you yeah. But can you remember just suddenly sort of saying, oh, I've got this idea here and I want to do something with it? Or was it just something you found yourself doing? I, When I was coming towards the end of school, I was I remember being so frustrated because I had I knew I was writing songs and not poetry. Right. Like, and I, I wanted them to be songs. And um, and I did, I, you know, I used to knock about with a bit of singing and stuff like that. and. I was so frustrated at that point because I was like, I need to learn, I want to learn the guitar because yeah. I want a, a vehicle to get my songs together. Yeah, of course. So, you know, and that led me to you and uh, yeah, so we started, you know, learning the basics and, and putting these things together. And as soon as I had enough to start, you know, um, putting a few chords together, I could start experimenting, putting my words to them. And that, I mean, yeah, that first, that first song was that taxi, taxi driver's view of the world. That's right, taxi driver's view of the world. And, That's um, right. I mean, that was that was probably one of the first songs I ever wrote. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was just so it was so nice to actually turn this bit of paper, these words, into a song, mm. and that was it really. And then it, from then on, it was just a constant process of you know recording that inspired me to write something else and then mm. that inspired and that's how it's been ever since yeah. you know i think you find the more you experiment the more you learn it just inspires something else you'll always take inspiration from the stuff that you've finished yeah the, because you'll listen to it and you say okay but the, you know some people listen to it and they're never happy with it years later they'll say you know i should have done i could sing it better now so no but that was you at the time that yeah was, yeah yeah you have to you have to accept in this business that that is you at the time like you said earlier about you're singing a song that you've written 25 years ago, if you like, and you're trying to remember how you felt at the time. It doesn't matter because the song is about that. So if you tap into that emotion, it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, it's, yeah, I see your point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like if Phil Collins sings In the Air Tonight, what was it? We were talking 35 years after it happened. He's still singing it with the same emotion because that's what the song's about. And I, I always encourage this if I'm working with singers and stuff like that, and particularly singers in the West End. And If you don't tap into the emotion of the song, then don't bother singing it. Yeah. So yeah. even if even if you're singing somebody else's song, you you get the message of the song. So your songs have a certain message. 
all you do is you t- tap into the message and then sing it. Yeah. So that's that's my advice anyway. That's my take on it. <laughs> I've no, still playing it yeah. after 25 years, but you know what I mean. It, you find the message of the song. Your songs normally have a message in there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think you. I think you're right. Yeah, you, it's like an underlying theme. So oh, he's writing this about. You, you weave around it, but the constant is. Yeah, I like to. I like to have an idea that I sort of build a song around. Mm. Yeah, and whether that is a feeling or whether it is like a concept or something like that. Yeah. Or a, or you know, I've got quite into writing about people actually, like sort of some interesting characters I've met. And things I've like noticed that. that. Yeah, you've. I think there's a couple on here. Song for Peter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, I've studied, mate. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> you sweated up. I'm yeah. not. I'm not just here. You know, just just re- not really making up the numbers. I'm not just making up the numbers. <laughs> no, I've, I've I've often see what you're up to and um, you know where you, where you're playing. I can't miss you every time. I pick up the bloody paper. You're in there, but <laughs> but that no, that's good because you know it's it's um it's great that you that you did something with it and you're out there. You know, you're out there pushing it. You're out there still gigging, and you still love it. Still loving it as much as ever. Do you know what I, I love it more now because I think you know you keep. If you keep learning stuff and you keep inspiring yourself, then I think like the the last batch of songs I've written that I'm going to be looking to record in the new year mm. is the best stuff I've ever written. So mm. you know, and that's a really good feeling to feel like yeah. you're going forward still. The excitement um, of getting in the studio and putting it together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember when I my first um, proper release, Routine Monsters, um, 2008. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. God, you are good, aren't you? Mate, I've got it. Um, I've got it up here somewhere. When uh, you know, when I released that, and I remember the thriller getting, you know, I got some great reviews from that in the national press and stuff like that, and um, and it seemed crazy to think that I haven't actually officially released anything. Mm. You know, I've got this demo album, which is more of a fans thing, really. But you know, I haven't really done an official release since then, and I think no. that's because I've been sort of trying lots of different things out, and I'm really comfortable where I'm at now. So this batch of songs I'm going to be recording in the new year, I was, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. So, yeah, that's good. I mean, you always have you always struck me as somebody who would have the whole song in your head. Yeah, you know how it sounds. It's not always easy. Often you come to me and say, "Look, I know what I want, but I don't know how to explain." Yeah, yeah, yeah. How to get it? <clears throat> One sticks out in my mind was uh, I think it was when you call or it was something like that, and you wanted a funny sort of sound <laughs> do you remember that yeah you wanted a funny yeah. sound in the background and I just remember I said well what I've got this electric guitar and, and turned it right up and just kind of just had, I was scratching on it all yeah, the way scratching through scratching the screen like, yeah, 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 all the yeah, way yeah. through and you went that's the sound I want but I don't know what it was I couldn't like you couldn't reproduce it yeah yeah but yeah. I know when you, when you sit there with your acoustic guitar and you sing something the whole song's in your head Yep. We only hear the two instruments. Yeah, of and course. You have everything yeah. there. Yeah. So when you, if you're writing a song, as you're working it through, is it like an orchestra in your head? Is it the whole thing, or is it literally just that, and then you build the flesh on it after a while? No, I must admit, I tend to have the whole thing in my head. Um, you know, and if I think, oh, I'd love a bit of, you know, sort of bluesy style backing vocal on yeah, that yeah. part, or you know, maybe this is something that could have a bit of strings on it or something like that. I, I do tend to have that in my head. I must admit, I do like the recording process mm. because I do tend to sort of get inspired and maybe add things in at that yeah, point. Yeah, that's the best bit about it. Yeah, so these you got. I quite like that sort of keeping it a little bit fluid. Mm. But yeah, I, I do when I write stuff. I have I have the whole thing in mind. Mm. But I'm really, you know, that's a good, really good example of that when you call song because 
I like sounds as much as specific yeah. chords. I quite like, you know, something that makes it sound a bit filmic or, you know, a bit atmospheric. Mm. And I just like that sort of creativity of just messing around with, you know, what sound can you get out of guitar mm. rather than a riff or, or a chord? You know, and I think that was a really nice example of that. Yeah, and, uh, it, was, it was a fun, yeah, fun evening. That it's was. the kind of thing that you'd probably every time you play it, it'd sound different. Yeah, but we just nailed it for that recording. It just and, happened to get it. Yeah, so it's. Um, I think like people like Tom McRae are really good for that sort of stuff. Nick Cave again, mm. you know, he's, he's does a lot of that. Yeah, stuff. it's not just about the song; it's about capturing a, a feeling as well. Yeah, and yeah. The sound can do that. Yeah, exactly. We've always said music and smells. I always say music and smells two most powerful things you can do. Because music will take you somewhere straight away, yeah, and exactly. a smell will take you somewhere. Yeah, Have you ever yeah, yeah. been, you ever walked into a score or something like that, and straight away you, you're back at school in that instant, yeah, or you yeah. hear something and you go, but this is why when I reminisce with people like you, we go back and, and we remember specific things because they're still clear in my head. Yeah, that we worked on that and we found something with that, and I remember you saying, "I want this sound," and it was so it was so funny, and we recorded in the early demos where we we had the at the end of it, I think we. You went on with a tape. That's how old we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the brass rubbing we had on the front of the, <laughs> of the album. Right in hieroglyphics. It was all hieroglyphics, yeah. It was a black, black with a beak and then there was something else. <laughs> and, uh, at the end of it, you took a tape home and at the end we put all the outtakes on. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, mate, yeah, that yeah. sounded like a bunch of women <laughs> trying to sing this uh, little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's right. So we put all that on the end. And I haven't seen that for for ages, but I've got it somewhere. And if I get it, I'm going to put that on the on the CD. And yeah, hold you hostage with that. Yeah, keep, keep you hostage. God, yeah, I remember that. That's so the right of the early stuff. Um, the, the, just before I think of it, the point I was going to make about I said about Nick Cave, but Paul Simon as well, is that he if he writes a song or gets an idea, he makes a note in the diary of how he was feeling on that particular day. You know, it was, oh, it was a, yeah, it was raining out. It was doing this. It was. That. Do you think that's a bit deep? Do you know? I think it's just method, isn't it? I suppose everyone's got. It works very much. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's not done bad. He's yeah, done yeah. all right. Yeah. Um, I think it. I think it is just method. Um, I, you know, when I, I singing live is like my favourite thing. I love it. I do. I like recording as well. But I find, you know, when I sing, I like to think oh, I sing with a lot of passion, and you know, I really sort of mm. get those feelings out. And like you said, getting yourself in in the mindset of where you were when you wrote the song, what the song's all about. Mm. And I think um, I think whatever you've got to do to get yourself there, you know, if it works, it works. Well, so. you're there to do a job, aren't you? Yeah. You sell yourself. Every gig's like a job interview, and you get maybe half an hour, forty minutes to to put all your best points across. Yeah. And then yeah. the audience will sort of go, "Look, we like that." Yeah. Well, it wasn't for us or whatever, but you, you get forty-five minutes to prove yourself. Like forty-five minutes audition, and it doesn't matter how long you've been in the business. You're still auditioning. You're still walking out on stage with your guitar. Is it just you? Is it just you and the guitar when you perform? I sometimes I have backing singers. Uh, I've got um, a lap steel player as well. So right. it depends on, you know, I've got a backing band when I, as and when I need. It depends on the gig really yeah, what it yeah. calls for. But I mean, you know, I'm, I don't know about the whole audition thing. I'm a little bit split on that because I, I do agree with it in essence but I, I I must admit sometimes I'll go on stage and I just want to make a point yeah so you know it depends on what I'm writing about mm. so you know a song I've um, written that hasn't actually been recorded yet but called How the Land Lies and it was all about the riots and sort of mm. people you know they're sort of the whole themes of radio war and you know people having this hypothetical 
political view and stuff like that. Mm. And I've played it a lot live, you know, a lot of people who know me will, will know that song. I've played it a lot over the last 12 months. And when I sing that, I'm just making a point. I'm, yeah, I'm, really vent I'm venting, to be honest. I get, <laughs> and it's quite an angry song. Mm. So at that point, I'm kind of like sucking it to the yeah, audience, shut up really. It, yeah, so I mean, you know, obviously you've got to respect the audience wherever you go, but. I think sometimes you you've, got keep, you've got to keep yeah. something for yourself as well. You stop worrying about what they think. I think that was what I'm getting to is it feels like an audition, but ultimately you've got to forget completely about what they think and do your job and believe 100% in yeah. what you're saying, what you're playing, yeah. what your point is. Because if you stop believing in that and you start worrying about whether they like you or not, then get off the stage. But that's you it, know, yeah. don't, don't, don't waste your time. Yeah. So have you got any songs that you've literally played every single show since you started? Do you know what, I haven't really, um, because I write a lot of stuff, um, I like to keep it fresh and mix it yeah. up. I, um, a song that um, I think you all probably remember is War, that I wrote. Um, it's on the Routine Monsters album. Yeah. That was an early one, um, and that, that sort of stayed in the set quite a lot it's a worry is one people will know it's a worry yeah, oh, yeah. I remember that yeah. people uh, still hear me playing that quite a lot mm. um, but I think you know when I started I was, I was very folky when I started and I think over the years I've got a bit more bluesy now and it's, I'm kind of I think I've kind of grown up if you know what I mean in terms of what I write and how I perform and I think it's probably got a bit more of a sort of bluesy soul edge now but I will always, you know, wheel out the ones that people know me for. So, you know, oh, good things like that. Yeah, yeah it's got, got to be done. We've got to have them. We've got, we've got our ear. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. I want them. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, I don't, the, the new stuff. <laughs> I'll be at the hot dog stand. <laughs> All right. Thanks, <laughs> like, every, like everybody else's. <laughs> Thanks for that, mate. <laughs> no, I'm only playing. Um, so this, this, tell me about this a bit more about this new album. How many tracks on there? You have got uh, quite a few. Yeah, so it's called Happy Sad. Um, and uh, there's 12 tracks on there um, so there's a lot of different themes involved in this because it was a sort of collection of songs written over a period of time um, so there's a lot of you know there is a, there is a sort of love and loss theme in there but um, even things like uh, you mentioned it, this song for Peter it was, a, it was a guy I went to school with and unfortunately passed away a few years ago um, Things I've done with mining, which is all about, you know, focusing on what you want to do and, mm. you know, having enough of towing the line. Um, to things like Winter in London, which was uh, when I was living in London a few years ago and um, went through a particularly bleak January and that feeling about mm. struggling through and then, you know, you, and then you're coming out the other side of it. So, yeah, there's a lot of different there's a lot of different things in there. Um, I think you know as far as the sound goes, it's got that sort of folky sound, but there's a bit of blues in there as well. Um, and yeah, I think it's I think it's a nice journey for people to. to well, go your songs, have, as we said, they've always got a message. And anybody who's if you're discovering home for the first time, get past the melody, get past the song, listen to the lyrics as well, because it's a bit like I'm not saying it's Morrissey. <laughs> but listen to the lyrics and because there, there's something in there for everybody it's not just a case of oh, I like that tune I like this I like this feeling 
the words are important. They're important to you when you're writing them, and they're important to be listened to. That's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Every song, because we can all sing along with "We're All in This Together" from High School Musical, but we don't necessarily <laughs> care about what the words are. The rest of it, you know. So that's the, that's the important thing. So you get the idea in your head. Have you ever? That's that's a question I meant to ask you. Have you ever written a song without picking the guitar up at all? The whole thing is in your head. The whole thing you've either woken up listening to something or you had that dream where you're somewhere and it's playing in the background. Yeah, I yeah, think you've yeah, done that. pretty much. Um, <clears throat> I think I, you know, I'm, I'm, my guitar playing is obviously not up to your standard, so I do have to. Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I I'll, I'll approach it after. Right, <laughs> <laughs> like Bob up. Dylan just yeah. on the keys. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I yeah I've done a few. I mean, I've got a couple of songs that I do now um, that are a cappella, right? Um, and with backing singers, and we just do a vocal arrangement. And um, right. so those are obviously don't don't have a, an instrument involved, mm. certainly voice. So um, so yeah, I think I have I have written a song completely, start to finish, without picking a guitar at home. Mm. When you just sometimes. An idea pops in your head, and it's just very complete, and that's when you've got to capture it before it sort of fades away. So, how many songs do you reckon that you've lost? Do you know when you get that idea, and then you, and then it, for some reason you don't make a note of it, the next morning it's gone. Yeah, I have. It's I think awful, quite a lot. It? Quite a lot. It's, I, it's just and it's so frustrating, yeah. especially when you know. I mean, it's always easy to to say, "Oh, that was going to be a great one," you know. Yeah, of course. But, um, you want to explore the idea. You always follow it down the line, don't yeah, you? That's what yeah, you do yeah. anyway. I've got the um, one thing I always carry around with is my iPhone, and I use it a bit like a dictaphone. Yeah, um, just little ideas. And and because the thing I find sometimes is I'll maybe late at night, you know, I think, "Oh, I've got an idea," and what I'll do, I'll pick it up really quickly, and I'll just sing a bit and just strum a couple of uh, chords onto the the voice memo mm. thing and then I know how it goes because sometimes yeah. the worst thing I have done is I've written songs and then I've left them for ages I've come back I've got the words but and I've got the chords but I haven't got the melody right yeah and it's got and that's Trying the essence it. of it and it's and I've not been able to recapture it yeah so I think getting the melody and just like, how do I do that note? How do I sound there? That's an important thing. And I've said this before, but my brother Steve, I know you know. Um, I remember years ago, he just just was made. The, I think it was the second album. It might have been one of the Color Kinesis albums. I don't know. Go on, go on my biog. Um, I was around his house, and he played me his telephone answer machine. Did I ever tell you that? I don't know yeah. if I ever told you that. Yeah, I know. He might have told to you while we were on tour and he, and he plays, he said, okay, and there's a message on there and he said, oh, it's only, there's a call when you get back. And then all of these bits of him, like right around the town, where yeah, his phone yeah, is yeah. on phone and he's singing. And one of them was, um, I think it was uh, Step Into the Sun, which we, we, we played on the tour. But here's him just going, Step Into the Sun. And then it'd hang up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's that, that's the thing, is that documenting it there. I mean, in these days of iPhones and. Yeah, it's so much Christ easier now. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so good, but that's um, but the idea of, of of writing a song without an instrument, things like that appeal to me because I need a challenge. I'm, at the moment, I'm working. I've got so many songs that I'm I'm putting out there. I'm trying to get you know you know, you know what it's like, mate. I don't need to tell you. Um, and and you sort of think, right? I, I need to need to document that. Need to, and, you, and you end up recording everything. Yeah, like everything. But yeah. the idea of writing something without a guitar, where you sit there and go, right, okay, so I want 
I want this to do that, so how can I do this, not do it? Or writing a whole song with one shape. Yeah, yeah. So you sort of go, if I just put that shape on and slide it around, what can I do with it? Mm -hmm. It's not like you need a challenge though, is it? It's, just, <laughs> it's because you sort of go, well, song, songs will come to you anyway. If, when you try and write a song, it never happens, does it? I think, I think people who can do that mm. are very lucky. Like you talked about Nick Cave going to his typewriter and cracking on. writes a song. I yeah. think people who can do that are lucky. Um, I think for most of us, it's about lightning striking and but I think you've always got to be active always looking around for it I mean yeah. you talk about that, that tour uh, that Calakinesis tour and I, mm. I remember spending quite a lot of time in the back of the van like chatting to Steve and mm. odd bits of paper flying around and we were both writing things down and yeah, um, yeah I remember I had a, a song on the go and I think it was a really really early one like Oakley Park Drive or something like that and, Oakley Park Drive and um, remember that one and Steve, you know, I was discussing some of the lyrics with him, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's really good, or how mm. about just swapping that word for that word? Mm. Yeah, so and that's really good when you get a bit of input from other people as well. Yeah, it's important. You know, the, thing, the, the circles I move in, we've always been fairly, we're not protective of the business. You know, we, we, don't, we don't worry about leaving our set list somewhere in case someone picks it up and plays our songs. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because they're not going to play like us, or, or they're not gonna, it's going to be a different night, a different show, a different thing, you know. Um, and Steve's always been very giving with stuff like that. If he thinks you've got a great idea, he'll, and I always think he's wasted. He's not doing anything at all now. He's not interested. He doesn't do anything yeah. at all now. So you've got to do something, mate. Because those songs were always great to play, always came across well. And then and he'd sit in the back of the van with you and discuss all your stuff and yeah. you know, what, we should, what we're going to do with this. Or what about if you have this on it? And he always annoyed the hell out of me because I would do a demo in here, like 16 tracks, everything on it. And he'd sort of come in and have a listen and he'd go, yeah, you just need a guitar on there that sort of goes, yeah, and you sort of go, how do you think of that? How do you come up with that? Because <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd covered everything. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. are you lyrics first still? Yeah, I think, well, um, I'm idea first. Right, okay. I'm, I'm very much like, I have an idea, and I tend to build, start building lyrics around that, whether it be one particular line or something. And then I start building lyrics around that, and I'll sit. I tend to sort of sit down, whether it be at the piano or on the guitar, and I'll start looking for a chord that suits it. Right. Yeah. And then I sort of do them both at the same time. Um, but I mean, I am. The lyrics are so important to me. Yeah. I, I want all my songs to mean something. Mm. I want people to to listen to them. You know, I want people to put their headphones in and listen to that track, and you know, really get a sense of what what it's all about so they can identify with it maybe mm. um, yeah so I, I tend to be I get an idea I flesh it out with lyrics and then there'll be some playing around with the instrumentation just to sort of get that pattern and get the essence of it get the, the the lyrics finished and then it'll be you know polish it so up it, so it sort of rolls along the lyrics are, come along as you as you go and you build, yeah. build the whole song sort of brick by brick if you like yeah I think so yeah that's how I tend to do it I have had songs where I've just gone right here, I've got the melody in my head written the whole thing out before mm. I've touched the guitar yeah but more often than not yeah brick do by brick do you feel that if a song's written in five minutes it comes across better because it's accepted in five minutes uh, maybe um I've had I've written song like uh, we talked about It's a Worry earlier. Mm. I wrote It's a Worry in about 
five minutes flat. Yeah. And it just spilled out. But I think it depends what you're writing about. I mean, yeah. sometimes things are a bit more complex and I've laboured over some songs Yeah. and they've just not turned out right. Um, but, you know, on the flip side, I've, I've spent a lot of time on some and they've come out really, really well. Yeah. I think it's just... It's again, always a circum circumstance, but I, yeah. I think there's there is there is some value in that. If you if you just if a song just comes out really easily, mm -hmm. then I think that's always a good sign. So you're writing at the moment, literally yeah. as we speak. You you probably sort of got ideas flowing because yeah, yeah. that's what you like. Yeah, that's right. But the early stuff, going right back to the early stuff. Do you have you have you still got it? Yeah, yeah. Do you listen to it and colour up, or do you do you stand by it as that was where I was at that particular time? Is it one of those things where you you, you, you want to go back and re-record them and do them properly as you are now and get a real good feel? Would you change anything? I think, like, I mean, talking about stuff like uh, Mr. Reader and and Textiles, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't listened to those in years, and I don't. To me, they were a bit sort of like. Um, almost like prepubescent those uh those songs. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean I was really finding finding my way and learning about how to do a song and actually put things together. I mean when you get to things like Routine Monsters, mm. you know, yeah, I still I, I still listen to those tracks every now and again. I play them live. Um yeah, I think I I probably would think, oh I could have done that better or I could do this on that. Just leave it well alone. And but for me, it's about you know that's of the time. Draw yeah. a line under it. I move forward, and that's I'm, I like to move forward. I don't. It's not that I'm consigning them to history. No, no, no. But you. But I like to move forward, and um, you know I'm I'm happy with the way I did them. So. Yeah, no, at the time, I mean, we we were, you were growing. You know, we were we were working through, and you had these ideas, and, and yeah. I'm, so I'm trying to do the best I can to say, well, we we'll try and get them on. Yeah. Go and try and get them here, and try and do this with them, and try and do that with them, and do stuff like that. Um, but they were, yeah. I mean, at the time, you got to accept that that was you. And if you listen to them now, would you go straight back to that period in your head? Would you sort of go, oh God, you know, I remember I felt like that? Or yeah, know? I think so. I think the the funny thing is, I mean, with routine monsters, it was very. I wanted it very stripped back. I wanted it quite, yeah, you know, quite mm. basic. Um, but then, you know, with the the happy sad album. Um, that I put out this year that that's a much much bigger sound yeah there's more there's a full band there um the stuff that I'm sort of looking at now is probably going to be somewhere in between so right. yeah I think it is sort of you know you, you you're always plotting your own course aren't you and um I think your past recordings and albums and songs are, are really good signposts you know on that journey mm. so uh yeah, I think it's it's always nice to reminisce, but it's good to look forward as well. I always like that, like you said, you go in the studio and you start building it from scratch, basically. Although you've got the song and you've got the lyrics and everything, effectively it's a blank sheet of paper yeah. in terms of what's going on around it. And it's when you go in and they say, right, we'll get the acoustic on there and a guide vocal. And then for the first time you hear the song as yeah. somebody else, you're able to walk away from it. And that's when you start working on it. Do you know what I mean? Although you've got all the ideas there and you're singing and you've got it all there, all of a sudden you stand there and the speakers are there and you and you're looking at the speaker for some reason. Nobody knows why. You do. <laughs> but you look at you look at you look at your sound. Don't you? Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, listen yeah. to it and then all of a sudden it's like fresh ears. Sort of, 
Yeah. Sometimes if I'm teaching, I make people sing in the dark, play in the dark, because you take away that sense then. Yeah, okay, that, yeah. That, so you're honing that, in on it, yeah. Yeah, you, you hear yourself as others hear you. So straight away you start working. But I think you do that anyway because you have, you have the song in your head all the time. Yeah, I think it's a good point though. Like when you when you get to that sort of recording process, you, you might have you might have rehearsed a song to death and um, you know, been playing it a certain way and then you, you lay it down in in the studio and then you hear it back for the first time like you say it's almost like someone else is singing it. Yeah. And you you can be a lot more critical of it then and you think, Oh, is that how that bit actually sounds? Yeah. Because what how something sounds in your head <clears throat> Exactly. Yeah, you know, you you might sound like Kelly Jones in your head, but you know <laughs> I, I sound like Kelly Jones in my shed. <laughs> 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 Which is fairly similar. <laughs> um time signatures. Now <clears throat> always always been there. You've never you've never written an exact time is uh, but that's not that's not a criticism that's what makes you and your music quite unique you're not you don't care about the drummer <laughs> you, you don't care about the poor drummer or anything like that where, uh, where does yeah. that come from is it is it is that literally just a, was it in the early days it was just a strum pattern in your head and just worked itself out which you, you go from three four to four four into seven eight or something and then I'd, I'd get this stuff thrown at me and I was a goalkeeper so <laughs> Quality, quality control. Quality, yeah, I was yeah, quality yeah. control saying, well, hang on a minute, can we just, just ease that up a bit, do this, do that? Yeah, yeah. What happened with that? It just literally just comes at... Listen, you know, like when you get, when you get, you know, raised on a on a diet of Bob Dylan, oh, well, you're, you're, all, you're always going to suffer on timing. Um, <laughs> you know, he didn't care, so why should I? Yeah, but, that's um, true, yeah. No, I think, I think the thing is, what with that, uh, I've got a lot better, thank God, with that stuff, but I think like early on, it was trying to maybe shoehorn too much into one song. So sometimes I'd have a couple of ideas. Make the lyrics fit, so extend it a bit. Yeah, maybe. and sometimes I'd try and go from one thing to another when actually they were two separate songs. Yeah. Um, and I think also you get sometimes you have got to step back and and think right, how's how's this song going to work? How's it actually going to function in terms of mm. the the timing and the chord pattern and things like that. And I'd, I always put a lot of emotion into my songs, and I think sometimes you have to step back and go, right, okay, here's the feeling, but yeah. how does it function? I've overdone it a bit. Yeah, yeah, and you know when you're flying around <laughs> all these, it. when you when you're flying around all these time signatures, and yeah. Marcus is passed out in a corner oh, from trying to keep it. up, yeah. then you know you're, uh, you you might have done it. Yeah. If I pass out, you're in trouble, <laughs> yeah, mate. Exactly. Yeah. Because I think I'm pretty after 25 years, I can deal with most stuff. But yeah. If I'm gone, that's it. Yeah. But they were funny days, and, and when I when I think about you, because we, we, you and I go back so far, we don't we haven't seen each other for a while. Though. It's, it's been, been a good while, yeah, a good yeah, while. Yeah. But we go back so far, and a, a story came to me. Do you remember you were in recording with me? You had a day with me recording at my nan's, <laughs> and she she went. Uh, I lost her about three or four years ago. She she was a good old girl. She went for years. Yeah, she was lovely. Over at my nan's, and we were in that little box room at the end, and we we're recording stuff all day, and. We were in there from something like 10 in the morning until four, and we did a Tuesday. And the only reason I remember it was a Tuesday was I'd been out on the Monday night for my birthday. And I was steaming, mate. <laughs> Absolutely steaming. And I, and I don't know what had happened, but I'd had, between my wife and I, I'd had four bottles of wine, and, and I came in. Ouch. And 
I remember phoning. I, had, I, I finished you at four and had lessons, five o'clock, six o'clock, seven and eight. I was finishing at nine. And you were giggling in the background while I was phoning them and canceling them. <laughs> <laughs> one, one by one. I'm going, hello, I'm sorry, I feel so rough today. I've really got a bit of flu or something. <laughs> you're back out of this well, I think where you messed up was where you was lowering your words as you were Yeah, yeah. What's that noise in the background? Like? I can smell vodka down the phone. Yeah, it was. It's smell of vision. Yeah. Uh, but that that came to me for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then the tour. Literally, when we were on tour, and the, and for some reason, the very first thing we did, we got to the campsite, and everyone kicks a football around. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> had to pass it to me and I stuck it straight out, of the <laughs> straight out of the thing down on the beach. Yeah. Out, literally out of the camp. Well, yeah, if it was cricket, it would have been out of the it crowd. Been, it, it was, a, it yeah, was yeah. more of a rugby. Yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah, three points right I there. I just remember you going, oh, mate, <laughs> Spooner. <laughs> Spooner. Well, I remember, yeah, I think, you know, somewhere I've still got the certificate that the, the guys gave me for best drinker on that tour oh, yeah yeah. I, you earned that though yeah you, know, you, I, you, you earned that earned some stripes and all creative it was, it, was, <laughs> it was purely for creative purposes you yeah understand. alcohol you know musicians best friends since god knows when so where are you now really you said to me before you're really happy in your life really happy with your music really happy with the future feeling good about stuff you'd be optimistic with a new album yeah really yeah, I really am actually I'm really excited about it because it's at the stage I, I've sort of I set myself a period of time to write some songs in and I've yeah I've written a good sort of 25 that I'm going to whittle down to an album mm. um, and I'm really excited about where they could go so you know in January I'm, I've sort of got some rehearsal time booked up and I've got singers and band coming in to, um, to, to flesh them out so that's going to be really exciting and then yeah I'm hoping to have something out in the summer um, Great. And uh, yeah, I'm really pleased where it's going. I feel like I've kind of arrived at where I what should be. What you've aimed for for years. Yeah, I think now, so. Yeah. I think I've tried a lot of different things. I'm really happy with the way things have come out. But I think now I'm sort of set on the kind of sound I want, and it's a sound that suits me. I feel comfortable with it, and I think yeah, I think people are really going to enjoy it. It's not. I'm always wary that people sort of maybe listening to this might think, oh, he's albums must sound really different I don't think they do I think there's a bit of an evolution there yeah um, but I think yeah I, th I think the new stuff is going to really, well I hope so I think it's going to you're excited I'm seeing blow people see you're away, excited yeah. about it yeah I am know. yeah I think and that's, what it, that's what you do it for isn't it you of know? course it is yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's always a reason we do it and also gigs you've got plenty of work got plenty of shows yeah, coming yeah I've got, I've got stuff. a lot of stuff still playing Camden um, what's the place in Camden uh, the Barfly still going to Barfly like, Camden yeah, yeah I've got quite a few um, coming up in London in the new year some more local stuff as well um, playing the So Slam Festival um, which is going to be down in Leon C um, but yeah I've got gigs coming out all over the place so um, I'll keep it there obviously on my sort of band camp Facebook and obviously Twitter you're and things like that you're selling yeah. your CD at the gigs yeah yeah at the gigs and you can buy that through and all my uh, CDs you can buy through band camp as well so. ok yeah, you'll have to put the link on when I put your interview on there, I'll put the link underneath. Because we'll then I'll try and do that any websites, anything like that. I'll yeah. ask you to tell me the Facebook page because it's. Oh no, the Facebook one can I can remember? do. Yeah, it's, uh, so that's facebook.com forward slash Owen Williams Music. Brilliant. If you want to uh, hit me up on Twitter, it's uh, Owen Will Music. Um, 
And then it's owenwilliams.bandcamp.com for the uh, for the Bandcamp stuff. You want to I went on there so you can listen to some of the new album. Yeah, you can listen to some of it, um, and you can download individual tracks, or you can buy the whole thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Or you can tap you for a for a sneaky free copy. Well, yeah, I thought you might. That's why I pulled one, <laughs> wouldn't I? <laughs> I never paid for any of your stuff, mate. That, that's your tea coaster. You still owe me royalties on the early stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. So exciting! Loads of loads of stuff coming. Loads of shows coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got so, a Sergeant Pepper? Have you got a song that you? consider the best thing you've done that can be a new one that you literally go that's the benchmark or do you not work like that um it's difficult because we don't ever find perfection you know that yeah yeah absolutely yeah if uh, we do we quit yeah and i and i'm you know i'm my own worst critic so i think um i think there's a couple of the new ones if they come out how i want them to then they they could be you they'll know, be up there. They'll be up there. But I mean, songs like War, um, things like um, you know, on this album, I really like things like Winter in London. Really ambitious song. It's, it's a really big, big song. Um, but things like My Girlfriend's Left Handed. You know, just really nice, <laughs> subtle um, song, and the lyrics are really important to me. And uh, so I think, yeah, you have you have standout ones on on each album, but. Um, I th- yeah, there's a couple of new ones that I'm hoping are going to set the bar for you just keep it going mate seriously just keep it going because it's, it's, songwriting's a feeling it's a feeling that it, it's a, a feeling of creativity that we have to get out of ourselves if we don't get it out of ourselves they'll eat, it'll eat us up absolutely and the people around us suffer because of it because we've got a song in our, in our head but they don't know they don't understand yeah yeah of course yeah. they want to go shopping <laughs> and I don't want to walk around the shops I don't want to walk around I'll, I'll admit it I'll put my hands up I don't want to walk around a factory shop or pound stretcher <laughs> well <laughs> I don't want to walk around there I don't want to look at sofas I've got a whole you know a whole side A in my head yeah 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 and it's that's the that's the difficult thing it's juggling the musician with the man it's yep. it, you know what I mean because the musician will take over sometimes we, we're never quiet ourselves when we walk out on the stage we have to turn the volume up a little bit in order to sell ourselves and in order to be ourselves and walk away from that and and so okay, I've got as far as I can with that idea I'll leave it can't do it I think it's quite hard you know I think, I think it's hard for people who are married live with musicians things yeah. like that it's um, like for me my songwriting is a very uh, insular process for me like I like to be alone when I do yeah. it um, and that's you know that's been very hard for past girlfriends and things like that you know mm. it's um, because you've got this side of yourself that you, you you're not you're not readily giving them access to yeah um, but I, that's just my personal start I like to really you know and then you might be writing the song about them for them and mm. you know when you're on stage and you're singing it you know you're singing it to them but the writing of it has to be, for me, has to be an alone process because mm-hmm. that's the only way I can do it. Well, that's, that's a difficult thing as well because if you, if you meet, the, the, the most difficult situation that I ever faced was meeting somebody and then getting into the music. Um, everyone since has kind of met the musician and this is what I do and yeah, you, know, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But initially, you meet someone and the music's kind of there, but you don't really explore it. And then it took off. And yeah. I was gigging every Saturday, and they go, can't we go out Saturday? I thought we'd do something. I'm gigging, love. You know, I'm out. I'm, it's what I do now. Oh, you've changed. What you mean is, I've stopped living my life the way you want me to. But they sort of go, 
but the music takes over. But I don't think you won't get that as time goes on. So I know Owen is a songwriter. He, he does this. Are you a songwriter and performer first? before everything else do you know what I mean you're not somebody who because you, you still do graphic design you still do yeah. stuff away from the state you've yeah. got to do it otherwise we drive ourselves yeah I crazy. do I run a I run a graphic design uh, company called you still Six, Six Red Squares yeah um, and I love that as well that's a creative thing yeah um, don't get me wrong if I you know full time musician <laughs> is is always the goal but um, yeah it's weird I think I think the the music side and when you listen to it, that's that's the most sort of um, honest mm. version of me. You're we gonna, do bear our souls as music. Yeah, I think you've got to. I think if you want something to, you've got to invest yourself into it. And I think that's when you get the best results. So mm. it, is, it is hard. I think yeah, when when you're on stage singing those songs that you've written, that's when you, yeah, you're laying it all out there. Um, and uh, you know when someone sort of, when uh, when someone applauds. That's something you've written that you've yeah. laid though. Or if they come up and want them want you see. Yeah, them. that's that's makes it all worthwhile, you know, because you've created something out of nothing. That's right. And that's an achievement in Somebody itself. Somebody wants something. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, so. It's it's only natural, maybe sometimes people to feel a little bit threatened by that because you're putting something out there, a piece of yourself out there that mm. everyone else can have a bit of. Yeah. So I can understand how it can be difficult for people it's just funny are you, are you write an album or you write a song about yourself or about your situation and then you put it out there and all of a sudden it's not yours as such yeah you kind of depersonalize it yeah, a little bit yeah they, as soon as you put it out there why, why it's in your room why it's on your on your recording console and whatever you're listening through put it out there like Adele she must sing to couples just holding hands and cuddling right away through her shows I mean literally just just must a uh, whole show must just yeah. be of couples going I love you you know I'm sorry about you know what I said last night and, and just making something out of everything that that you do but I suppose that's the, that's the idea of it isn't it I think so I think when you take someone like Adele who she's you know an amazing singer but she sticks to this th those sort of core values of you know like we said like Not love off. and loss you yeah. know and so people are always going to identify with that. Yeah. Um, and that is, you know, when a lot of people feel like they can identify with your music and they like it, that's Ooh. when you're going to sell a lot of records. Right. But I think, um, I mean, I've written, I've written some songs that I've kept for myself. Yeah. Um, yeah because I just feel it's just something too, you need to get out of yourself. Yeah, and they're a bit too personal. And sometimes, if if they're overly personal. I think the audience can get a sense of that you and they feel like they're burying your soul there yeah and it can be a bit uncomfortable sometimes yeah. I think. so you've got to get a balance don't bring it all to the stage mate yeah exactly yeah <laughs> don't, don't air your dirty laundry yeah, in front of us you know. the amount of people that do that on Facebook yeah well exactly oh yeah. god the amount of people that put that you know I can't believe what you said to me tonight I'm like don't realise do that's, that's, that's the thing isn't it I think mm. it's you know with all the emergence of like Facebook and Social everything's media. like immediate yeah so it it's you know it's like you, you post these things up and you can instantly regret them and I don't know it's everyone sort of is still coming to grips with it I think you know and, <laughs> and you get all these weird sort of social media etiquette and oh you can't do that you can't post that and it's like yeah, it's it's interesting. I think sometimes you know, as far as that goes, less is more. Have you got a venue that you consider a favourite? 
Have you played the Peter Boat in Lee? Yeah, I've played the Peter Boat. Yeah, yeah, you played, yeah I haven't plenty, played it for years. Plenty of times I've played yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not saying that's your favourite, but I'm just, it just comes to me, I'd seen that you were... Yeah, I've played there plenty of times. Um, I've played most of the venues sort of around um, South End Lee, London. Um, obviously played the Cavern on that Kinesis tour as well, yeah. that was great. Um, the the venue I haven't played actually that I would love to play is the Union Chapel in Islington. Ah oh, right. That is, uh, yeah, I, I really want to. Hopefully, hopefully, twenty sixteen, we're going to make that happen. So um, uh, is that the one that all of the big names play now again as a warm up? It's it's a huge yeah. I mean, it's you like get some massive people church. playing there. Is it like a church? Is it? It's, that an, it's a still used chapel. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I think I've got a friend of mine who'd seen Chris Rea there doing a warm up and has seen yeah. like a few big names do it as a warm up. Yeah, you get some massive uh, acts there. They do. They tend to do the. Um, I think it's the oh, Oxfam thing that Jay Wiley's involved. I, I saw. Oh, right. I saw Florence and the Machine there. Richard Hawley there. Mm. Um, I uh, saw Alex Turner from Arctic Monkeys yeah. play there. And they're just the um, the acoustics of it. It's just amazing. Just brilliant. And, I, and you know when you just feel like somewhere would really suit you. Yeah. So yeah, just just in case you've got like a booker listening to this. Union Chapel. Union Chapel, book me now, please. <laughs> Get in touch. Get in there. <laughs> yeah. Mate, I could go all day, you know that, I would chat to you all day, but it's been absolutely brilliant to catch up. When the new album's out, or even if you're getting nearing completion, call me, come and see me, and we'll get some stuff out there. I'll put all your stuff on the page. People can click on you. Perfect. Owen Williams. Owen, thank you so much, mate. It's been a pleasure, mate. That was great. Great thank to you. hear. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Bye now. See you.